Hello and welcome to episode 280 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and joining me this fine, fine evening, it's the most beautiful boy in Boston. That's right, it's Alex Kulak. Hey Casey, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good, I, I just, I, I thought I would keep it cordial, because that, that's, that's kind of the appeal to the two-person episodes, right? Is that they're very gentle, and not uh, two grown men insulting each other. Eh, well, there'll be insults, I'm sure. Um, but they'll mostly be directed to the person who's not here, though, right? Yes, yeah, as as you guys might have noticed out there, uh, we are missing one Perry Burkham. Well, uh, Microsoft actually offered us $70 uh, to buy him outright, <laughs> and we jumped all over the offer. So, uh, yep, no more Jerry. Yeah, we just we put him in a UPS box, and uh, <laughs> they, they picked him up at 3 p.m., it was glorious. Yeah, we, we heard about the uh, the first acquisition, and uh, we were right after that. So it was a, it was an eventful morning. Yeah, uh, th- this is this is delightful because usually all the news happens after we uh, we record, and this time it's happening hours before we record. So we're coming in hot, dude. I, I think Microsoft might be coming at us next. They are. They've been hearing that Nintendo always puts the news out on Wednesday. So they're like, yo, we got to get these over to Microsoft, get these boys over. Maybe we'll, we'll feed them the news on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, and then there's going to be a tweet from Major Nelson in, in next year that they're acquiring Talk Nintendo Podcast <laughs> for a record uh, $1,500. <laughs> it's going to be like and our an Xbox picture. for each of us. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming to Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can find us right next to uh, your favorite Call of Duty game. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do do we want to do Dark Arts first though before we before we get too excited? Yes, yeah, yeah, and uh, of course Perry actually isn't shipped off unfortunately. So put the streamers and the balloons away. Uh, he wasn't feeling well, so he had to uh, duck out today. And mm-hmm. um, he, I think he's on the mend already, but he just wasn't feeling up for it. So. Uh, Yep. He couldn't ha- he lost his mind over this acquisition and and you know. There it yeah. Is. Yeah. But yeah, so we've got uh, quite a show. Yeah, we're, we're going to be jumping into um the news of course, and we're going to do that actually before we get into what we've been playing. Then yeah. we got some games and then we actually had a, a a nice little nice little I mean not that poll time's ever not nice, but we got a nice little poll time uh that I'm looking forward to talking to uh because it's actually crazy to to think uh how soon that game's coming out, but uh, we'll get into that. But yeah, I believe you you sounded like you had some food to talk about. Uh, yeah, uh, I I do have a little bit. Uh, I tried the new Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Spark. It's their new permanent flavor of this year. The last one was <laughs> of this year. <laughs> it's it's well okay. So they put out another permanent flavor recently, Major Melon, and I think it was 2020, maybe 2021, but it feels like 2020. And they they obviously put out Voodoo and the Gingerbread one, which was okay. But Spark is their first permanent flavor where it has a dedicated zero. You can get 12 packs of it in the supermarket. I don't know if I like the color of this, this liquid. So... It is uh, effectively a pink lemonade Mountain Dew. It says it's due with a blast of raspberry lemonade and uh, hmm. 
other natural flavors, and I love it. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big old pink lemonade head. I do like I do like pink lemonade myself, and it's it's flavored Mountain Dew, so it's like Voltage Code Red. It's that kind of thing, but it's the pink lemonade version, and I I would call this their best since Voltage. I'm a, mm. I'm a big fan of it. I, I think the gingerbread one was good. Major Melon was really really good, but Spark is is something special, in my opinion. Is how would you compare Spark to a Code Red? It's more tart. It's the the lemon is pronounced. Like it very much tastes exactly like pink lemonade, but mm-hmm. okay. the Mountain Dew variant flavor version of it. All right, it, it that's that sounds appealing. I'm not like a huge Mountain Dew. Actually, I haven't had a Mountain Dew in a real long time. Oh yeah, but, but maybe I'll keep my eyes peeled. Next time I'm I'm out and about, maybe I'll grab see if they got one of these bad boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you got? Um, I'm trying to think. I guess uh, I guess we did. I I I'm a donut uh, head, as you would say there, a oh, donut yeah. addict. Yeah. Um, so we got some duck donuts the other day. My my sister came over and we were hanging out, and she was like, "We got to do it." And this time it wasn't even my. Usually I'll usually I'm the instigator when it comes to ordering food. I feel like, with Kate, you know, especially. Um, but my sister, you know, was just like, we're doing this. I was like, all right, don't need to twist my arm. And then, uh, oh my God, they're so good, dude. Now, do they have duck donuts by you? No, I'm, I'm looking it up as we speak. I'm curious. Is it donuts made with duck fat? No. <laughs> I, for her, I heard you, you say guck fat. And I was like, what the hell guck, is that? Um, guck fat. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and I was like, is that some sort of weird thing? I like, I was like, what? Um, but no, essentially you can pick the icing then the topping and then like the drizzle so you get to like customize these suckers um and and they're really cakey i will say yeah there's a maple bacon one that i'm looking at that looks really good yeah it's not an airy donut it is definitely like a more cake cakey donut which i like and then yeah i got some like blueberry icing and raspberry drizzle on there um i did like a all chocolate one with sprinkles was super good oh but the problem is you get six of them between the two of you, and then you just eat three donuts back to back to back, you know? Here, here's a question, because I'm on their website, duckdonuts.com. It's kind of a blue logo, got a duck in a little uh, striped shirt. That's Quack. that's what it is? Okay. Uh, they have breakfast sandwiches here made with donuts. Hmm. That or that seems to be the case. I'm on duckdonuts.com. I, I tell you what, I haven't actually been in one, but I'm see- yeah, I'm seeing these sandwiches now that you're looking at and it's this one's a sausage egg and cheese with chopped bacon on top and two donuts or maybe a half and half but either way and then like a drizzle on there too of some sort yeah i've always wanted to do the Krispy cream burger but i've never found the means and uh wow 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 i would love (laughs) a breakfast sandwich with local donuts from a, a southern local donut chain well well why don't well let's see i don't know where the next uh I don't know how far up they go. Yeah, I'm guessing this I see isn't one, local. It looks like there's one a little north of Albany in Troy, New York. That'd probably be your closest bet. Yeah, it's, yeah. That would just be like a, a like a real west shot, maybe a little north. So uh, Dunkin' Donuts owns a monopoly on... Oh, can they uh, not? Donuts. Not, no, 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 not literally. There's no. They just send their cronies outside with like <laughs> lead pipes and they're like, no one's getting donuts here. 
it'd be a shame if uh, <laughs> someone broke a certain duck's uh, flippers. Yeah, broken bill. Yeah, but uh, no, it's uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. So there are local donut places um, in like more working class areas that are obviously the best ones. And you're all, you'll also find because it's like a city of yo pros, you'll find the three dollar donuts, uh, mm. like the gourmet type places, which are also really good. But for the consumer level chain, Dunkin Donuts dominates New England and uh, Krispy Kreme tried to make an inroads again in the last couple years, which I was really rooting for. Coming in their turf. But I'm pretty sure, like, none of the ones they were trying to put into New England are still actually there. They lost the battle? <laughs> I, I, They lost, the like, war. the comeback battle, too. Like, they lost both the American Revolution <laughs> and the War of 1812. <laughs> Wait, is War of 1812 the second British War? Ugh, you're, you are barking up the wrong tree with that question here. Oh, God, I am not confident at all in that. Um, Don't worry, we can oh, edit yeah, yeah, in the yeah, right yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, wait. It, it was it was the War of 1812. I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. I'm smart, I'm intelligent. Oh, the War God. of 1812. There you go, I'm going to edit that in for you real nice. The War of 1812 <laughs> was a conflict fought by the United States. Just read that for three straight minutes. Yeah. Uh, no, but Duck Donut sounds awesome. Always, always down for a nice, a nice cake donut. Mm, I want one right now again. That wasn't mm-hmm. even that long ago. Mmm. Mm. Uh, but I, I, I think we gotta, I think we gotta move into the hotness of the minute because I gotta say, it sounds like we're just chomping in at the bit to talk about this. Yes, Tales of Arise is amazing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's uh let's go into the news. News talk with Casey Gibson. Boom. With Casey Gibson. That's me. Uh, okay. So I uh I I woke up this morning, like I think everyone uh, in the U.S. woke up this morning to some very confusing, strange news that, like, I saw the tweet announcing this news officially for Microsoft, and I thought it was a parody joke tweet from, like, harddrive.net. Yeah, like, like the an video game article onion. or something. <laughs> exactly, because it's, like, it's so ridiculous because <laughs> uh, three months ago when Activision was having, like, the workplace of abuse and the and the sexual harassment type stuff. Uh, Phil Spencer said that Xbox is reevaluating its relationship with Activision Blizzard, but in reality, <laughs> he sure did reevaluate it. <laughs> I think he evaluated his relationship with Activision Blizzard because uh, Xbox is acquiring this this uh, or they agreed to acquire Activision Blizzard for. Uh, sixty-eight point seven billion dollars is the, a, the agreement. A staggering amount. Yeah, just under seventy. Um, which for the record, the Bethesda deal was about seven billion. Minecraft was like two or three, and the Disney Fox acquisition, which was gigantic, was seventy-one point three billion. Mm. Um. So, King of the Hill is as valuable as Call of Duty, is, is what this means. <laughs> I believe it. But, of course, um, Activision Blizzard has Call of Duty. They have Warcraft 
Diablo with all the Blizzard stuff. Um, they also have King, which is uh, like Clash of Clans and stuff. Yeah, so all that mobile money. And some of the lines here, obviously, like Game Pass, whatever. But this is such a big acquisition. Um, like, it hit mainstream news pretty much immediately. Immediately, immediately. Bethesda kind of did too, but not as much. But this one's giant because I think there's a lot of language around Metaverse as well. And, like, uh, just the absolute development powerhouse. Um, so there's there's a lot, lot, lot going on. And Microsoft put out a press release. They said, The creators of Call of Duty, Warcraft, Candy Crush, Tony Hawk, Diablo, Overwatch, Spyro, Hearthstone, Guitar Hero of all things, Crash Bandicoot, Starcraft, and more join Team Xbox. And, and obviously there's a lot of angles to look at this. Uh, Bobby Kotick, it's the reporting has really gone back and forth on whether he's staying. It seems like he's staying through when the deal is expected to close, which is early 2023. But the only line after that is like, I'll uh, be there if where I'm needed. But the latest reporting doesn't seem to think he'll be there after it closes. We'll need you by the back door so we can give your uh, your butt a kicking out there. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then obviously there's the monopolizing uh, questions too, the antitrust, yada yada, the FTC and Justice Department uh, relevant parties said today that they were uh, changing how they were going to evaluate mergers, which I believe may have been a coincidence. I don't know, but either way, very timely. Because it was, it was mergers that were relevant to this exact one. So, Casey, I, I think that that's a, that's a, I'm breathless with the amount of description yeah. that it takes to explain <laughs> everything going on here. Um, but what do, you, what do you think? Uh, well, I saw this, and I guess, yeah, putting aside the whole Xbox or Microsoft is just buying everything, you know? Uh, side of it away i think from a games aspect i'm excited because um activision freaking sucks man and it's like their their leadership is all about just like let's make the money we got to hit certain like monetary milestones every year and if we don't you know like it looks bad we only made 200 billion dollars this year instead of 220 you know it's like so it's like they add you know things like uh the auction house to Diablo three, they're doing, uh, you know, they did like, you could buy gold in, in Warcraft, like any which way they could just squeeze a little bit money out of, you know, like they're not against uh, or above it, I should say. Mm-hmm. So I think, or I'm hoping at least like the leadership can't be that bad at Xbox. And right now I feel like, uh, Microsoft is very much in like the business of sort of, goodwill right like they want to they're getting you know the the backwards compatibility they're like the game pass like this crazy awesome offer to people you know and i could see them being more like hey like you need some like let's get this game right and not like rush it out you know we're like pretty much um warcraft 3 like reforged Mm -hmm. like after the fact has come out it's like they knew a million percent it was a game that wasn't ready to go and they had to cut everything because of all the costs because it wasn't a, a, a billion-dollar game because it was an RTS. But it was like, you already committed to doing this, you know? But then they sort of, like, 
seemed like they decided halfway that they're like, nah, whatever, just poop it out. We don't care. We just we don't want to give the pre-order money back, you know. So it's like they're just a bunch of slime balls. Like, and then of course, you know, obviously, like all the sexual harassment stuff is like needless to say slimy and all that. So it's like it's just, they're just awful, you know. Like the whole company and all the games, like Diablo, like and Overwatch have been delayed till we don't even know when. Uh, like World of Warcraft sucks, it, and like the the state, it's in a bad state, you know. So it just seems like uh, maybe Xbox and Microsoft leadership will give them like give them the resources and the environment to to cultivate good games again, you know. Because like they've got amazing IP, and that's yeah, and that's not even touching the Activision side of it with like the Call of Duties and and then uh, like you said, like Tony Hawk, like that'll be cool if they do something with that. Probably not with Guitar Hero, but, like, they've got, like, a bunch of new, you know, or not new IPs, but a bunch of IPs they can work with now. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for that. And then, yeah, get Bobby Kotick out of there, man. What a loser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like obviously, cultural stuff, you would hope that as, as Microsoft has kind of promoted diversity and whatnot through the years. I think... Uh, it can't be worse, yeah. <laughs> they included... Uh, so Microsoft Gaming is kind of the sub-company name of, of Xbox now, I think. Um, but they included, probably not coincidentally, the gaming leadership team, basically all of the sort of top people, and it's like over 50% women, uh, or 50%-ish at least, if not more. You got pronouns, you got like... Uh, like like good diversity like it's clear that they were putting that sort of front and center to say hey we're gonna we we know the news is gonna hit kind of wacky appropriately so right from this um but here's the leadership team they're gonna be going to which is much better than what it is of course there's other cultural stuff too like i i know like uh, unionization is a way bigger topic than like we are capable of on this show <laughs> but it is interesting that activision like employees we were like in the midst of planning unionization and like what happens to that kind of stuff now right so that's that there's there's a whole cultural aspect going to the game part which is obviously uh the most relevant to this show i think it's gonna be so interesting because when you take away at least some of the need to monetize, 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 at least all of the time, you stop having situations like Warcraft Reforged. Because Warcraft Reforged is a Game Pass game. And like mm -hmm. in this in this new sort of realm, right? <laughs> in the, that, the near future realm. <laughs> yeah, right? So it's like the Psychonauts 2, where uh, Tim Schafer and the team there were given the ability to join a new team. And they were given a lot more money. And, and as far as I know, like, there was a lot more power given to them to make the best game they could. And in addition, you also have all the mobile stuff where it's going to be monetized out the ass. And, like, player sentiments don't really matter as much, which isn't really a great thing to say. But I'm saying, like, if you want the monetization stuff, there's also a lot of opportunities for them there and the systems that already exist. Because you mm -hmm. have the mobile stuff. You have Call of Duty Warzone. You have uh, World of Warcraft. You have Overwatch. You have Hearthstone, which I don't know how Hearthstone's doing. 
and I think decent enough. It's actually funny though, like with Warcraft, I know they have far less subs than they used to. Like I think back in the day they had like twelve million active subs at one time, which is which is crazy. Um it is far less than that far less than that now. However, they make far more money now because of all the other ways they monetize. So it's like interesting, like and, and it just seems like they're they're like cool with it being sort of like a, a what do they say like a managed decline you know they're like yeah we know this is never going to be popular again let's like bleed it dry as long as we can you know and it's like hopefully yeah like microsoft is not going to ha- sort of have that um sort of mindset you know like especially just acquiring it like yeah i doubt they want to just like kill a bunch of it off you know so yeah it's going to be cool um and interesting to see for yeah sure. And, and the most exciting part for me is, okay, there's all that monetization stuff, but with the Game Pass, we were not feeling very confident about the future of Tony Hawk, about the future of Spyro, about the future of Crash Bandicoot, after Crash Bandicoot 4 was actually really good. Flawed, but really good. Like, there, there's a lot of potential for a lot of really great, Uh, recently revitalized franchises to actually get a chance to reach their potential now that game Pass is on the table obviously it could be a banjo kazooie type situation where they haven't done much with it yet but it's on the table in a way it hasn't been before and could call of duty now go semi-annually or have the guidance to be a better game under uh hopefully more competent leadership like that's that's kind of the most exciting thing here to me yeah it's funny i was thinking about the um the sort of how activision does call of duty right where it's like they i know it's like every other year but they've got two developers working on it right and i think they used to have a third i i don't quote me on that it's uh there's no, no, Treyarch. no. They were doing. They were doing the three. It's um, Sledgehammer Games was the le- was the newest one. They were doing support. There's Treyarch, and then there's like there was another Infinity Ward, which like I think got gutted back when uh, Respawn yeah. became a studio. And then Raven was kind of doing stuff. I think. Mm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. But essentially what I like, so they're forced to make essentially a a brand new game every two years, ship it every two years, right? So it's like, why not do it where they have to ship it every three years and then you just make these games like, like I know they reset seasons and stuff quite a bit, obviously, throughout the games, uh, the year. So it wouldn't be like, oh, we just have two seasons, one and it lasts a full year or something, but make it where these people like they'll feel more invested too. Like if you say, Hey, this is the call of duty you're going to be playing for the next two years. We're going to have, you know, um, you know, we're going to really support it and like make the fixes. And I know they do that even now, but you know, with a little bit more wiggle room in the beginning of a launch, right. They'll, they can do more support and then not be rushed into a brand new game. And then people also feel more invested in these games where, especially with a lot of these, uh, monetization things are like, Hey, get a cool skin for your your character your gun or something if you knew for two years like i'm going to be playing this game i bet you people might be more likely to spend money on cosmetics too so it's like sure you don't get that big 60 dollar or now 70 dollar hit for that one year but i think 
you know, with the season passes and all that, and, and like I said, people spending extra on, on cosmetics because they feel like it's get, it gets more value since it's not just resetting every year, you know? But mm-hmm. it, it would lead to better games because then they could actually try some new stuff without sort of half-baked ideas or to the point where it's like, well, we just can't do anything new aside from some new maps and maybe a little tweaking, you know, because the schedule is so tight. Yeah. Um, what, what, what do you think of the multi-platform versus exclusive discussion here? Do, do you think that it's going to be a Minecraft situation where Call of Duty is going to keep coming out on the platforms it's coming out on? Do you think it'll be a Bethesda situation where, other than whatever pre-existing agreements there are, it's going to be, like, uh, more exclusive over time? Or uh, do you think it's going to be a mix of the two, which is which is kind of my opinion on this? Yeah, I, I mean, I think probably a little mix, right? Now, I would think, so Diablo 4, it's not going to come out till probably 2024, I bet, <laughs> at this rate. Um, mm-hmm. So... If they aim to do consoles and PC like they did with, you know, the most, I guess, D3 and D2 at this point. So I guess it's probably pretty safe to say Diablo 4 will be on PC uh, PC and console. I think I could see that game being exclusive to Xbox, Game Pass game. Boom, you can't play it on PlayStation, but you can play it on PC. Bam. But Call of Duty, I th- I'm almost thinking they're going to continue multi-plat. It's just they sell so many copies on all you know what I mean like I think I think they would just make more money continuing to put it on all the consoles you know yeah. and it's just such a big IP in itself where it's like you know it's not a game that's going to maybe nece- I mean I'm sure there are people out there who are die hard Call of Duty fans you know like that are like well I guess I got to get an Xbox you know but there are plenty of other like gamers who would just get their PlayStation anyway, like they normally would, and they'd be like, "Oh well, I guess I can't play Call of Duty, whatever," you know. And like, I feel like they would miss a lot of those sort of casual sales. Yeah, I I I completely agree, and and I also think that exclusives mean much less now than they did five, ten years ago. Um, obviously Starfield being Xbox and PC exclusive makes me pretty happy to be an Xbox owner and, and feels like I'm getting a lot of content, but I, I don't actually care where Call of Duty ends up. I, I, I'm okay if Starfield ends up on PlayStation 2. I, I don't really care, but for me, the exciting on thing PS2, is... On PS2? Damn, son. On PlayStation 2, <laughs> no, PS5, but the, the exciting thing to me is Game Pass, because I'm not gonna buy a Call of Duty game but I'd play a good five-hour campaign if another one of those comes out someday. Mm, yeah, on yeah, uh, Games Pass is so good. Or or a new Tony Hawk, because because there's no way there won't be another Tony Hawk game. Or a new or Crash Bandicoot Five. You don't even have to pay for it. You just play it on your PC or Series X. Mm. There's a lot of that's or Diablo, right? I'm not necessarily as big of a Diablo guy as you, but. If Diablo 4 is really good and comes out to Xbox Game Pass day and date, I mean, why wouldn't I download that and play it? If not to even check it out for just a couple... Like, pretty much what I did with Horizon... Um, um, Forza. Horizon mm-hmm. Dawn, Whatever it is. I, I, there's a Horizon... Horizon 5. Vari- that's it. That's it. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. I was like, 
I knew I knew Horizon was in the title somewhere. Um, that was like that game. You know, I played that for a couple hours on Game Pass, and then I stopped playing it mostly because I was playing it on keyboard. But um, it's just, it was fun to be able to check that out, play a little bit, and, and get a reference point. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Game Game Pass is sweet. Uh, yeah, at seventy billion dollars. So okay, there there is. Uh, you want to know how big seventy billion is? Uh, Nintendo's market cap is like 60. I'm not... That's crazy. It's That's not a direct sort of comparison, of course. Obviously, Nintendo's not for sale in the way that Activision probably was. And Nintendo, like... And even if Nintendo's market cap is 60, it's not... It wouldn't go for 60 billion. It'd probably go for almost twice that well, all said and Well, done. I was going to say, wasn't the cap on uh, ActiBlizz more like 50 and yes. then they, yeah, and it sold for closer to seventy. Yeah, so so there'd be a premium. So it's not exactly the case, but it does show the frightening financial might of Microsoft. What I'm yeah, they got a lot of cash. What I'm I'm very surprised by is that it wasn't Ubisoft. We saw in the news today because yeah, Activision Blizzard. That's insane. Because the market cap of Ubisoft is like, what, seven, eight billion USD? <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised Microsoft didn't just put. Yeah, just go talk to those guys too. Give yeah, whatever. Give them eight million or eight billion. Excuse me. Sign them up. Yeah, uh, but obviously, I, I it's think only Mike... Tuesday though. <laughs> There's still more time this week. <laughs> There's still more week left, even though it was a four day week. No, I. I <laughs> I think there's also other stuff at play here. So Ubisoft, from Microsoft's perspective, would only be good for Game Pass content, which and mon and like extra money, yada yada yada. Ubisoft can make the money, but I think Activision, being the powerhouse that it is, both in mobile and PC and MMO uh, free to play MMO, and, yeah. they, they've and got, the their portfolio is pretty diverse. Exactly, and with all the talk about the metaverse, which which I think means nothing at this time, but it probably makes it make a lot more sense on this being a Microsoft acquisition that impacts a little bit more than just Xbox. Mm. That's so I, I there, there's a lot at play here, it, but it's I I'm very like I'm excited. But I'm all and I'm happy that and and hopeful and optimistic that the employees can get treated better. I'm also a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie. Not like real nervousness. <laughs> like like none of this is gonna impact. You got no my skin life. in the game, right? But but you know what I'm saying with uh, Microsoft owning this many companies, even as someone who has an Xbox, feels like it probably shouldn't be the case, or they're approaching the limits of how much of a case this should be. Yeah, it, it's definitely, yeah, it is crazy. I, I don't know, I guess for me, I just, it's like, whatever. I don't even care, dude. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it, it's it's like they've got the money. Like I said, I guess I'm my whole thought process was, yeah, it was, at, I mean, it, uh, admittedly, at first I'm like, oh, shoot, like, that's going to be good news for the, the games I like, you know what I mean? Like, right. it can't be as bad as it is now. And then my second thought was like, oh, and that's also amazing for the employees because, yeah, there's zero way that they would be treated worse than they are now. And I think, if anything, 
Microsoft is going to make that a point of content, like a focal point is like, hey, we've got a like we're going to foster an amazing work environment because we want you guys to be happy. We don't want any of that other crap that used to happen to ever, you know, come around. And then that's going to just naturally lead to people being happier and making better games. You know, I don't it, it all seems like hand in hand for better business, but it's like just treat your people right. And, like, you obviously are hiring some of the most talented people in the business, you know what I mean? Like, working for these companies, it's like, they're going to do good work, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, big stuff. I'm sure this is not the last we'll be talking about it. And uh, we're a Nintendo podcast, so we'll see how it impacts <laughs> Nintendo. Maybe but we get the next Nintendo Diablo news, game. though. We do. We do. We do. It's actually relevant to the it's news. It's old at this point, sort of, because... In tr- classic Nintendo fashion, they dropped it on a Wednesday. Yep, 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 right after we recorded. What's what's the news? Oh, all right. So they dropped a little trailer uh, for a, a game you guys might have heard of, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. And uh, it was a wonderful, cool, beautiful trailer. Um, and I'm just so stoked for that game. But the best part is at the very end, comes out March 25th. That's just a little over two months from now, which is crazy. Yeah. It looks good. It looks really good. I'm 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 pretty uh, yeah. excited for it. I think I'm gonna get it day one. Um, I mean, unless unless if the reviews come back and it's like this game is absolute tr- hot trash. You know what I mean? Like even if it's a flawed game, it looks so beautiful and it's Kirby trying something different. You know, in a nice, cool 3D platformer style game. I- I'm down. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 extremely excited. I'm looking at the trailer now. It still looks so gorgeous. It's, I yeah. Oh, it's just like I was telling Kate. It's like I love Kirby games visually, and like they're they're pleasant to play. But they're just there's something about the 2D games. It's like yeah, like I know Robobot was good, and like I played the next one. I I forget what it's even called. Star Allies. Yeah. Uh, was that the 3DS one? No, that was for the. Robobot was the second big 3DS one. The first one was like triple deluxe. Hmm. And then there was like this the Kirby Clash type ones too. Uh, it's all blending together, which okay. is pretty much the point. Uh, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> so this game being different, um, I'm excited for it for sure. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'll, I'll probably get it on the eShop. Not because I always want to have it. I, I guess I just don't want to wait on Amazon so I can just start playing it. Yeah, I'll probably. Kate did. Um, she got me like the membership at GameStop at some point, so they give me a five dollar coupon every month. So I'll probably go pick it up that month because I don't know what else nice. is coming out in March. But nice. Okay. But yeah. there, All right. There's, there's our news. We That's should, the we news. Should... A whole bunch of Nintendo and just a little bit of Nintendo. Yeah. Although I guess technically Activision games still Activision Blizzard games come out on Switch, so it's relevant reforged right or not reforged what uh, was resurrected the resurrected diablo 2 yeah so, semi-relevant the, also the tony hawk games they came out on switch right the the, the remakes yeah crash bandicoot yeah so super relevant nintendo news i think this is interesting no matter who you are yeah this news i mean this is interesting yeah like like you said like big businesses like looking at this like hmm Vigi mm-hmm. games eh Vigi games <laughs> You, uh, um, you you want to take a break and, and come back with what we've been playing in poll yep, time? Yep, we got to get that beautiful, beautiful musical interlude. Eh, I can't even speak today. Musical <laughs> interlude going right now. 
We are back, isn't that right, Banix? We're back with the games we've been playing. The games we've been playing, aka what we've been up to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you, I see, have a couple of games here. So mm-hmm. why don't you kick it off for us? Yeah, I. Mine are both non. I mean, all three of them are technically Nintendo, although one of them is available on a Nintendo <laughs> platform. Who do you think you are, me? You, you really got to love the uh, the podcast today, because first we discussed Xbox news for a half hour, then it's three Nintendo games, close on a Nintendo Paul time, and ship it as Talk Nintendo podcast. Yeah, well, well, the music that you're going to be hearing, aside from the games, the, the interlude, that was Nintendo, that was Nintendo, mm-hmm. um, and we already brought back the, the whole Xbox news, was really actually just Switch news, it was just in a weird rapping talk nintendo podcast (laughs) yeah uh okay i've been playing south park the fractured but whole that wrong south park the fractured butthole (laughs) there you go okay i have been playing it on pc i i asked you about this over text like a week or two ago because you reviewed it on nintendo world report i was like how's the switch port but i had bought the gold edition in some steam sale a year or two ago Mm. and i was like i don't normally play games on pc but I should be more financially responsible. So I booted up the PC version of this game. South Park The Fractured But Whole is the sequel to The Stick of Truth. Mm-hmm. The South Park game uh, developed by Obsidian and originally to be published by THQ before it was published in UB- by Ubisoft in like 2014. Very cool Paper Mario style uh, JRPG uh, that takes place in the South Park universe. So funny um has a lot of like in-universe stuff looks exactly like the show like there's no expenses yep Yep. um and like you know how some games are like anime style but you know you're looking at a video game this is indistinguishable from the south park show yeah it really is is incredible like yeah if someone walked in yeah you would have no idea that yeah someone was playing that yep the sequel was developed by a ubisoft um whatever ubisoft and then a city studio you want to <laughs> you want to name and it's a pretty ubisoft sim- south park yeah yeah uh and and it's a pretty similar style game to the first one where you're dropped in south park the kids decide they're gonna play superheroes this time instead of do the medieval fantasy thing and it is a turn-based rpg except instead of being pretty much paper mario 
This one is like kind of Paper Mario in that it's it's your guys, uh, your team of four against whatever enemies, and you are sort of doing button prompts to add power or reduce damage from attacks. But now there's like a strategy RPG type grid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. That, and it's pretty uh, small, yeah. right? Usually, yeah, it's not like a big map, but like enough to navigate the battlefield and sort of change things up. Because yeah, I remember. Um, I don't think I played all of the Stick of Truth. I think I played that. Maybe I went back and looked at videos on. But I, I know the the combat system was a little bit more involved in the sequel, which people seem to like. And yeah, it's sort of giving you that that movement instead of just sort of straight, you know, go at it. Yeah, yeah, and and it's South Park, so it's um, there's a lot of references to um, like past episodes of the show. Like when you'll go into one of the uh, stores in South Park, it'll play like one of the songs from when uh, Cartman and, and the boys made like a, a Christian rock band. That episode, <laughs> like it'll play music from very specific episodes. It'll have stores. And, like, characters that are referenced very specific arcs from the show's, like, 25 seasons or whatever by this point. Um, there is a lot of... You're you're wandering the overworld in kind of a 2D way, but you can sort of cross streets. So it, it's almost like the, the game I'm thinking of is Mario is missing, but there's obviously <laughs> a much better explanation where it's a side-scroller. Uh, River City Ransom. Mm, is similar yep. is like another one example of it and and it's it's pretty funny uh one of my favorite jokes or sort of bits so far is that one of the collectibles in the game is finding a yaoi gay hentai of tweak and craig <laughs> <laughs> just all over south park and obviously it's not explicit <laughs> but it's like it's very funny and a horny <laughs> and like, uh, in a way that video games don't usually get um, in ways only South Park can can pull off. Exactly. Uh, the combat's pretty good. I think I like the Stick of Truth's combat better because it's a lot more straightforward. And this seems like it's kind of sort of trying to be different for the sake of being different. This one's too big brain for Alex. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm, a, I'm a big old dum-dum. But it even... <laughs> no, the, the combat's not too hard. It's just the... It's 2D and it takes place on a strategy grid, which is kind of kind of wacky. Um, but uh, I'm two hours in. Uh, the combat seems fairly easy. Instead of leveling up, you sort of pick up items that boost your power level. Is kind of the main way of sort of leveling up. You're playing superheroes, so there's a lot of like superhero parodies in the game. Um, I, I'm trying to think. I, one of the things I'm kind of disappointed by is that there's not as many like levels that are like elaborate skits like the Stick of Truth was. Like the Stick of Truth would have like these giant sequences that were pretty much South Park episodes, like contained South Park episodes. Mm-hmm. And this game seems more like it's more small quests that you'll jump into have five minutes of South park, South park. And then you're do- you're back out and doing like RPG combat. That's not like explicitly funny 
or not funny. It's, it's just it, it just turns back into an RPG. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see so, what you're saying, yeah. So two hours in, I don't have a great feel of the structure or even how good it is yet. Um, but, but you played this on, on Switch, right? Yes. Yep. Well, what, what's, what was, I mean, you can find a review on uh, Nintendo World Report, but, but do you remember what your opinion was? No, I remember enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. South Park's one of those shows that, like, I love South Park a, a mm-hmm. lot, you know? But I'm, like, by absolutely no means, like, someone that watches it ever, really, you know? Like, if it's on, I'll totally watch it. Um, So, it's, so it's definitely, like, something I could totally jive with, like, the, the humor and stuff. So I remember really enjoying all of that. Um, and I remember enjoying the, the combat system as well with like the grid based stuff, but I, I couldn't get into particulars with you. Um, it, I'm actually, hold on, I'm sort of curious when I, when we did that, um, it would have been like two years ago, I think maybe a couple uh, years ago, uh, 2000, oh my good land, uh, April 24th, 2018. Almost when did that game ago. come out? <laughs> <laughs> like originally, when did it come out? Um, wow. I don't, let's see, release date. It was um, 2017. I thought it was like 2019. <laughs> Man, that's an old game, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, I could I give you my pros and cons. <clears throat> the pros: battle system. I also enjoyed customizing your hero's abilities, uh, the hilarious South Park story and humor, and South Park feels alive with people and things to do. Uh, The cons, inconsistent load times, occasional hiccup when transitioning to from cutscenes, slow down when exploring town. So it sounds like you playing it on the PC was the way to go. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't sound like it's that bad for a Switch port. Like, it's not like... I'm sure the Switch version of Doom is fine, but it's not what I would recommend. Like, I'd have a hard time recommending that game for Switch owners based on my experience on PlayStation or Xbox Mm -hmm. or PC. But I feel like uh, what I'm saying right now probably applies to the Switch version, too, qualitatively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. Um, But yeah, I gave it a 7.5. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play this one more. Uh, I'll tell you about a game that I might not play more of, and that is Jedi Fallen Order on the Xbox Series X. people love this i saw that ign gave it a nine uh this is the game from respawn entertainment who makes the titanfall games um they put out a third person uncharted dark soulsy style star wars game a couple years ago um where you're going from point a to point b you're lightsabering you're you're combating you're parrying and uh we're not parrying (laughs) <laughs> We're not parrying. Rip. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> uh, 
always wanted to play because I think I got it for Christmas a couple years ago, but I, I stopped an hour in for whatever random reason. And then it's on Game Pass now, or Game Pass Ultimate with the EA subscription, and mm-hmm. they have the new the new gen versions, and it's after January, and I just beat Tales of Arise. So I'm like, you know what? I want something completely different that is the furthest thing from anime possible. So I started Jedi Fallen Order and South <laughs> I need Park to play Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is the one. Uh, it, yeah, the main character is modeled after. Um, he was in Shameless. I think that's what was I was gonna Joker say as well. Uh, he's the, he was the Joker in Gotham, and he was the um, and he the, yeah in the in gay Shameless. kid in uh, Shameless. Um, he he was more than that, obviously, but that's sort of his. That's sort of one of his defining characteristics in Shameless. Down. Way to boil him down. A complex his... <laughs> man. <I'm> just... <laughs> uh, I, I almost started to explain how Shameless works and why his <laughs> character was relevant in that way. Shameless yeah, is pretty, Shameless pretty is good a show. pretty good show, yeah. Um, but anyways, it's uh, Cameron Monaghan, I think his name is. He, he's, he's, he's great in Shameless, and he, he's pretty good in this. Um, but the, the whole premise of the game is... You're one of the remaining Jedi. Uh, they're all in hiding or dead. This takes place between episodes three and four, so which I think is where Rogue One takes place too. I think this takes place before Rogue One because there's a cameo of someone who shows up in Rogue One. Uh, but basically, he's on a quest. His name's Cal to mm. find a list of Force-sensitive Jedi children. Uh, before the Empire does, and I don't know how I feel about a guy named Cal. You know, they're always they're always bad guys. They're always bad guys. You can't trust a guy named Cal, can you? Is this a reference to something I don't understand? No, it's just it's like think of Titanic. That the bad guy in the Titanic movie, his name's yeah. Cal. I Ugh. think I think Cal is a very average Joe type name. I, I that's don't know. funny. That's funny. Um. So, so, and then with that sort of premise, you're going around picking up sort of uh, encrypted voice voice and video messages from this other Jedi who's like, you're our only hope. Um, and much of the story is, is that. Um, and the whole game is you go from planet to planet. I've unlocked four planets so far. There may be more. There may not be. Uh, and it's third person. It's very Uncharted-y. So you go into an area, there's a lot of enemies, you fight them, you go on uh, an ice slide, you slide down, you jump at the right moment to jump (laughs) on the next ice slide, you climb a rope, uh, you swing the rope, and and it feels very like Uncharted 1 in that way. But That doesn't sound like a bad thing at all to me. Not at all. Uncharted's Uncharted's pretty good. But, But the other side of the game is that it's kind of soulsy. It's kind of like a casual Dark Soulsy style game, which sounds great. Uh in that you're going around, it's like a parry focus system. You're always dodging and getting out of the way, but there's also like a block and a parry and you can shoot back lasers. And then there are also like meditation spots, which are basically the Dark Souls bonfires where you plop down and you uh, sort of can heal, you can use your skill points, and um, the enemies reset when you go to one, and they're uh, all over the map. Um, so, so it, it kind of does have like this casual Dark Souls feel too. And 
also in its favor. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, it, 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 uh, it just, it captures Star Wars and, and feels like realistic Star Wars. And the stormtroopers have that movie costume type look to them that I, I think John Boyega really captured in the very early part of episode seven, like where he takes off the mask. That's mm-hmm. kind of that the stormtroopers look the way that scene looks. Okay. And uh, the Star Wars looks very Star Warsy, and and it's all very cool. And I start playing the game, and I'm like, wow, this is awesome. I, I, I really like everything that's happening here. But I, I play for a few hours, and I'm like, actually, I'm not sure I'm getting into this. And uh, I, I think there's a few reasons for that. One is that narratively, I'm not really drawn to Cal, like, much at all. Like, Doesn't just surprise even... me with a name like Cal. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like a bland dude in this game, which which the acting's good. It's just like, there's not, he's just like normal good guy, <laughs> at least yeah. five hours in. And, and there's not really much emotionally compelling, which is, which is kind of a shame because, um... The the actor's character in Shameless is like one of the emotional anchors of the show, and and it's just it's just interesting that uh, they didn't really seem to utilize him that good here. Uh, the other thing is the combat and controls just never feel quite right to me. Like like I'm I'm having a hard time hitting enemies. Like it doesn't really the hitboxes seem like they may be too small or uh, like it's not. It's not letting me hit the enemies easily enough, so I'm missing a lot. But not in a way that it's a highly technical game and I'm just the wrong guy to be playing this game. Like, it's a casual Star Wars game. And it just, it, and like, the lightsaber doesn't feel like it's connecting Ugh, appropriately and that's like, enough. I feel like for a Star Wars game, like, that's got to be the one thing that does work. If, not, if nothing else works, right? Like, the lightsaber combat. Come on now. Yeah, and it doesn't feel powerful either. The lightsaber feels super weak. Oh, uh, you're swinging a wet noodle out there? Kind of. Or, or like, uh, or you're swinging the costume lightsaber. The Halloween costume <laughs> lightsaber. That you're like, hey, quit it. You know, like, stop hitting me with that thing. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't need to be Dynasty Warriors, but it shouldn't be treated like a regular sword either. <laughs> it, it should be like <laughs> Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> I'm surprised that would be great. Star Dynasty Star Dynasty Wars. Star Warriors. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so that that's a big problem. And then it's just like the controls feel awkward. Like the buttons aren't always where you think they should be. Granted, I could remap them, but I, I ain't got time for that. And then like other random stuff, like sometimes you have to grip a wall. And the way you grip a wall is you jump onto the wall like you would in any other third-person game, but you have to hold, like, a trigger to stay on the ledge in a way that just feels awkward having to do it all the time. And I I think it's just the combat doesn't feel quite right, the controls don't feel quite right, and I don't feel very emotionally anchored to the story. Like, it doesn't feel like there's much substance there yet. And I, I think I'm only, like a third of the way through the game based on uh, like looking at like the headlines for an IGN walkthrough mm-hmm. or just how many chapters there were. And it just, I, I don't, I'm not bored, but I'm just, I, it feels like I'm eating like plain popcorn at mm. the moment. And, we need and a little I, butter on that. 
Yeah, I, I might go to uh, Metro, the Metro games, or uh, Gravity Rush next. I, Easy, I, I need, baby. I need, I need something. I need something with a little more character and a, and a little more flavor than, See, than what Easy, I'm getting right now. It'll, it'll do you right. Yeah, I, I think it was like seventeen ninety nine on the recent Ooh, eShop sale, but I, I didn't know that I wanted it until a few days ago. Mm. So I'll, I'll. I'll have to wait for whatever Golden Week sale or whatever equivalent Nintendo comes out within the next month or two. So, that's my video games for this week. Light week for you. Yeah, yeah. How, what, what, what have you been playing, Casey? Well, I finally did it. I went and I... I, I well, actually, I ended up with two games this uh, Friday. I went to GameStop. And I was sort of on the fence between, like, Tales of Arise, maybe Ease 9. I was like, I don't know what I want to play. Um, but I ended up with Tales of Arise, and I also actually picked up uh, Near Automata. But I won't be playing that one for a while. Uh, we're going to be talking about Tales of Arise. It was great because it was on sale, so I got it for like $37, um, and then Nier was on sale for 15 bucks, brand new. So I was like, I knew that was a game I wanted to play at some point, because I've heard a lot of really good things about it, and I'm like, where else am I going to get a copy for $15 brand new, you know? Even if you bought it used, you'd probably have to pay shipping, and it'd be like around that anyway. So I was like, screw it, we're doing it, but, um, but yeah, that one's on the back burner. Uh, I went with Tales of Arise pretty much over Ease 9 because um, I, I'm a sucker for the next gen. I, I needed a next gen experience is, is really what it boiled down to. Um, and JRPGs, you're a sucker for those too. Yeah, Well, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, Ease is also a, an RPG too. But um, e see, to me, like Ease, I think I would like gameplay-wise more. It looks more fun is what I'm trying to say. And I love Ease a lot. But yeah, I was just like, you know what? I really want like a big, beautiful spectacle and Tales of Arise looks freaking incredible. And I talked to, you know, I know you were enjoying it. Um, and mm -hmm. then like Jordan and, and David played it and they both really, you know, had a good time with it. So I'm like, all right, we'll go with it. And I will say it's living up, living up to the, uh, the expectations here set by you guys. It is super fun. Um, yeah. So... It's it's an action RPG, right? So what's cool is you you earn you know sort of skill points or I, I forget exactly what they're called GP or SP is for SP. the circles and then CP is basically your shared party mana bar. Gotcha. Yeah. So the SP you uh, you get that and then you can unlock um, different abilities and then also like um, you know stat modifiers, you know increased critical damage, except that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's cool. Your character pretty much has three set arts, and then you can jump, and then you can set up to three more uh, like aerial arts, and you'll you'll use just your uh, the the R trigger, or actually it's the R bumper uh, to attack, and then you can dodge, you know, good old fashioned dodge roll. We always love those, and um, yeah, it's 
at first, like, especially when I played the demo, it felt very button mashy. Where I was just like, oh, I'm just going to mash these buttons and I guess stuff's going to happen and then, mm-hmm. you know, things will die. But um, I think you even mentioned it too, but the the ramp up of when you first start and you only have a few and, like, they they sort of, like, sometimes work together a little bit. It, it was a nice way to intro it and then as you unlock more, you start to see the potential of the different combos you can have. Um, you know, like, and I've gotten, like, tons of tons of hits in one combo and it feels super satisfying and even just playing, I think I've, I'm up to like seven hours in, give or take. And, uh, you know, in the very beginning, I would always just get pummeled. Like, you know, I would I would kill them, but I'd take a lot of damage too. Like, I was bad at dodging. Yeah. And just like spamming too much, right? Or, or my combo's falling off. But now, you know, X amount of hours in, it's starting to click where, yeah, you get into these battles and you can just freaking wallop them. You know, like, oh start a combo, pop them up in the air. Um, you know, my my art ability, like uh, the, what you use to use the arts, you know, sort of recharges as you use your, your default attack. So, you know, now in midair, I'm using my normal attack to gain some more art power, and then now I'm doing another art to slam them down into the ground, you know? And it all sort of works together, and, and it just starts to feel really good at getting into these battles. And there's really, like... I think I've skipped like two packs of enemies. Uh, otherwise, I'm almost always engaging in battle just because it's so much fun. Like you get in there, you kick some butt, you get out, um, you know, and you, you power up your characters. And it's, um, yeah, it, like I said, it's it's sort of simple. The the battle system, it, you know, it's pretty straightforward, but there is some depth in there with, like I said, with the combos and unlocking new abilities. So from from the gameplay aspect i'm really enjoying it and then you know when you're out and about you'll find resources like uh you'll find um sort of like nodes that you can mine and you get different ore and then you can craft your new items um which i find always fun like i love like oh i found that that part of the recipe i needed to be able to um actually craft a new sword or you know a new weapon and like that that to me is always super fun uh, they got cooking in here as well uh, that gives you some buffs um, after you, you know, stop at a campfire. And I think, you know, from the gameplay, that's all super fun. Um, we've talked about just how beautiful it is. It looks amazing. But, yeah, the the interactions between the characters are just delightful. Um, the, the two main characters, like how, you know, they're, they're sort of apprehensive of each other. But, like, you could tell there's, like, a respect, but also, like, a a bit of disrespect. It's just like, it, it's really, I don't know. It, it, it's really engaged me in the characters and I'm excited cause I know I'm going to be meeting even like more characters that join the party and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm loving the game so far and, and I know the Casey special, right? You play a bunch of the game and you just never beat it. Um, I actually foresee myself beating this game. Um, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it that much. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 really glad to to hear you're liking it so much because I I wasn't sure because it's a very talky JRPG and there are certain things that I could see turning people off from it because it's very much Xenoblade where you're in a circle and it's kind of actiony but it's mostly JRPG where you're launching off specials and characters are shouting over each other mm-hmm. for me <laughs> and I think you that's part of the appeal and part of the fun but other people could easily be turned off but I I think where you're at now which is pretty deep into the second chapter and you've seen two like pretty 
ugly, depressing biome so far. By choice. Whoa, Stylistically whoa, whoa. That awesome. second biome is, I would love to live there. The uh, the ice world with the with the secret police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> if we if we get rid of the secret police and you know the forever uh, nighttime, uh, you know, it might not be that bad a place to live. It's beautiful, but it's like it's it's, it's not, depressing. Yeah, exactly. But it's for the narrative because it, it it's as like you're, you're setting it up. Yeah, it's an it's Dana's enslaved by the ruling Renan race. Yada Those yada yada. Bright eyes. <laughs> explained it all last week but what's really good is bec- even though it's a long jrpg and and it took me 40 hours uh like 43 to ultimately beat it um i did i did do a bunch of side quests but it, it's a fairly lengthy game and i would call it close to dragon quest 11 in its structure where you kind of have to buckle up um at at a certain point uh, that that's all I'll say, of course, but it doles out a lot to keep you going throughout the experience. Like you have, uh, you had uh, Alfin and Shion, and then you end up getting uh, another party member, and then it, as you get like more and more party members, you end up having more ways to play the game, and you get to see all four people in battle sort of uh interacting with each other and the combat changes and gets more complicated and you can do more and then there are like other like bonus moves and super moves and then you learn the combat system more because Mm. you've been playing for 20 hours at this point and i think it does a great job of giving you something new every time you're like "Ah, i think i pretty much know everything and this is kind of i'm doing the same two combos it gives you something new to change things up a little bit Mm. Uh, so I, I think, I think you're in a good place to get, uh, really far. And, and the other thing I'll say is, uh, I really strongly recommend you beat this uh, because (laughs) start the year out, right? (laughs) I'll, I'll tell you why, because it's a, it's a really wonderful story, especially Alfin and Shion is just everything, uh, everything of those two characters is amazing and and wonderful and the game like overall has a lot of like emotional uh bits in it like i don't know did you did you get through the execution stuff the public execution stuff no i pretty i haven't gotten to play since i texted you that part so i think my hopefully actually after we're done with this i'll probably play some more uh before kate gets home so a lot of feels and um there will be because it's a 40 hour game there will be parts where it's not the highs aren't as high as right now and you may even feel like at a certain moment or two that you got to push through my extremely strong recommendation is that you play the entirety of the game because it's just you won't regret it that's all i'll say i won't say any more but you won't regret seeing the complete story that this game Mm. has to offer it's funny. I think David said there was like one hump at some point. He's like, yeah, there's like one hump you got to get over. And then after that, you're, you're golden. So I'm, I'm wondering, I'm assuming you guys must be talking about a similar situation, but uh, pretty but yes, much towards I'm the a, end of the game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put, put my, my best foot forward and uh, give it a go for sure. And just drop the difficulty if you don't want to uh, play it on normal. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But honestly, like the, I mean, I don't know how if they ramp the bosses ramp up a ton from what I've done. I'm sure they do, you know, um, 
but I I mean I think I've died on a boss like once and then I and then I come back and I finish it up. So it's like I feel like I'm hitting at a pretty good difficulty on, on the, the regular for right now. That that sounds about right. Like it's tough but well balanced, especially if you do the side quests. Yeah, and, and like it, and like fight most of the enemies. Yep, yeah, yeah, which I've been doing that. I've been doing a few side quests, definitely been fighting enemies, and then, yeah, it's just sort of like, hey, figure out what the real big devastating hit is that you need to avoid, and make sure you do that, and then, yep. uh, yeah, then you can sort of get through it, but, um, but yeah, good game, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll be talking about it more, probably not crazy, but pretty much I'll probably give an update when it's all said and done, so, maybe, maybe it'll come out to Switch, but I doubt it. And would you want to play it on Switch? Yeah, I mean, I guess for portability factor would be nice, but yeah, I mean, visually, it's yeah, it's never not going to look as good, right? Uh, you know, then on that P- ooh, that PS Five, mm. so uh, good. But yes, there you go. Yep. That's our games for the week. Woo! And um, well, I mean, I guess we could do a, we'll do a little musical interlude. We have more music. We need more Nintendo content. In this podcast, we're gonna we're gonna play a little musical interlude before we get to uh, the good old fashioned poll time. I'll well just keep rolling at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's only a couple minutes left yeah, in the show yeah. by this point. <laughs> Poll time. Poll results time. Uh, this week's poll is about Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, a hot topic on this podcast mm. in, in recent weeks. If you remember our 2022 episode, me uh, Casey thought that the game was going to be pretty bad. I was fairly hopefully optimistic. Comes out in 10 days as of this recording, basically a week and a day as of uh, when this goes live. And I asked our fair listeners and whoever was reading Nintendo World Reports Twitter when I retweeted (laughs) it from their account. How are you feeling about Pokemon Legends Arceus as we approach its release date? Uh, And then the four options were so excited. Can't wait. Cautiously optimistic. I'm feeling worried slash not good, or I don't really care. And we got 137 votes. All right, all right. Casey, how'd things turn out? Well, it's actually a tie. But we're going to start from the, the bottom and work our way up. At the Coming in at last, with only 9.5% of the vote, is worried slash not good. Then, uh, with nearly double that, at 17.5%, we have don't really care. A bunch of people just don't even don't even care. That's where I'd probably be. Um, mm-hmm. Had I answered the poll, but I didn't. Then uh, <laughs> we've got a tie at the top here, and uh, I'd say it feels like people are feeling over. You know, according to the poll, overwhelmingly at least cautious, uh, 
cautiously optimistic to so excited can't wait, both at 36.5%. So most people are uh, at least hopeful, right? Ca cautiously optimistic, thinking it, it could be good. They want it to be good, obviously. And uh, and then so excited, you know, obviously that'd be a, a pretty big factor in the poll there. So, I mean, if you add it up, what, that's almost, you know, a third each. Eh. The word's not good to don't care people almost get up to 30%. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think most people are definitely going to be curious to at least see how it turns out, right? Like, what, what are the reviews going to say? Like, what is the, the general sort of, you know, consensus of the people playing it? And, and this game comes out next week, right? Yep, next Friday. So, Crazy. like, 10 days. I was thinking about that before, too. I was like, man, Pokemon, it comes out this month. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, holy cow, it's almost already the end of the, you know, the, the latter half of the month here. And, uh, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, like I said, I, I hope it's good. I hope it, it comes out and it's amazing and everyone loves it. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it definitely going to be a wait and see for me on that. Yep. I, are, I are you picking giving... this up day one? Absolutely. I'm, uh, okay, I'm, I'm, uh, I am a slave to uh, Pokemon. <laughs> I, I am just going to, every time there's a new one, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to be like, this one's not that good. Or this one's okay. Or this one's actually pretty good. Uh, and then I'm going to see how I think, uh, what I think of it. Arceus, I'm like cautiously optimistic. I think it looks pretty good. Um, the new 13-minute trailer looked okay. I, I just, I, I don't think we know enough <laughs> to actually know what the game is, but Does whatever. Does that scare it, you 10 days out of launch? <laughs> no, this is just, I, Nintendo stuff's weird, right? Where they either reveal almost nothing or every detail about the game. So, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be good enough to sell it 10 million copies. Oh, I mean, just the curiosity alone would sell tell ten million copies with Pokemon slapped on it, you know? Yeah, like easy money for them, no doubt. Uh, but uh, hopefully they they earn it. Like I said, I hope it kicks butt. I really do. Um, I mean, we we need to see the Pokemon Company and and Nintendo and Game Freak and everyone just pushing the the envelope a little bit. They've just been so cautious with Pokemon games, you know? It's like. We need something to move the needle, and, and maybe this is it. Yes, sir. Boom. Scabada boom. And with that, I believe uh, we're just going to move right on into uh, the end of the show here. We were going to do the eShop roundup, but um, but Microsoft bought the rights, so we it might never be back. <laughs> Welcoming <laughs> the incredible... Game Pass uh, Roundup. <laughs> welcoming the incredible eShop Roundup and Versus eShop Roundup to Microsoft Gaming. <laughs> that would be funny if we just started doing the the weekly Game Pass Roundup and we just picked a, a new game that came out to Game Pass. Yeah, and then just and then called it the Talk Nintendo Xbox Game Pass Roundup. And then the new list, like anyone listening after the original in in like they're like, what the heck is going on with this Talk Nintendo podcast? They have a identity crisis. Talk Nintendo podcast has acquired a subscription to Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> well, at least that's a heck of a good deal. Mm-hmm. All right, play us out. All right, yeah. Um. 
You can find us over on Twitter at Talk Nintendo Pod. That's Talk Nintendo P O D. And, and you can find us on Twitter at Case underscore Jets. That's C A S E underscore J E T S. And you can find me on Twitter at Kulafia. That's at C U L F I A. I just miss an A. I, did I, did I, I missed something in there, but that's okay. Perry's gone, so we're going to plug the two hosts of yeah. Talk Nintendo Podcast. And you can find Perry. Well, nobody cares. No, I, actually, we, we can say there's a, he just announced pre-orders for the new uh, Toe Jam Mer- and Earl game deck. Oh, you dirty dog. How'd that slip out of the news bit? Hmm? You're making me look bad. <laughs> so, so congrats to Perry. I'm, I'm sure he'll tell us more. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, let's, uh, well, yeah, so they're real quick, I think, uh, a little bit, I'm, like I said, I know he'll talk about it, too, but, um, but yeah, I know he was super excited to get to work on the Toe Jam and Earl freaking IP, which is just crazy, um, but yeah, they're doing a, a games decks, uh, 1999, open pre-order, and, uh, yeah, Toe Jam and Earl, the art looks incredible, and, um, yeah, the, the, all these games, if you have any of the other ones, right, they all sort of can be mashed together. And uh, what better way to get a little toe jam in there, get a little funky funk. Um, but, yeah, that is through, I believe, yeah, limitedrungames.com. Check it out. Good old toe jam and Earl over at the game yep. decks. And uh, patreon.com slash NWR to support the site that supports this show. That's patreon.com slash N-W-R. Uh, Game of the Year is next week. Send us the your goaties. top three goaties to uh, TNP at NintendoWorldReport.com. And for those uh, taking tally, that's right, Justin Nation will be joining us, so please hide your children. <laughs> and uh, rate us on iTunes and Spotify, because there's ratings on, on Spotify now. Yep, five stars. It's the only way oh. to go. Oh, actually, hold on. I uh, I need to read uh, an iTunes review of Nintendo News Report that I saw <laughs> the other day. You're going to get a kick out of this. I should save this for Perry, but I, I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's burning a hole in your, your, your pocket. I mean, your metaphorical pocket. Yeah, this is actually, I think this might be someone in the Discord now that I think about it. <laughs> Is Ginger Beer someone in the Discord? He sure is, yep. <laughs> LOL. Oh my god, he's gonna get a kick out of this. I wonder if he feels the same way. Is it five stars? It's four stars. Oh no, he four starred you. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like I'm putting someone on blast. Though in reality, I'm putting myself on blast because he's probably correct. <laughs> Anyways, Ginger Beer uh, says, Good discussion, challenging host. Generally a good discussion of the latest Nintendo news. It can get pretty challenging listening to the host being so arrogant, demeaning, and dismissive towards the other panelists. So, uh, there, there you go. Wait, was this a Talk Nintendo one, or a... This is a, uh... A three upper bird man No, 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 this is Nintendo News Report from oh, five oh, years ago. Okay, gotcha, 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 okay. Well, I was joking about me, and then I was like, man, like... I was thinking three unprepared men, I was like... You guys talk about Nintendo regularly enough that it would be put in the review, you know? <laughs> Anyways, I, see. I, see. I, I I feel bad now because he's actually... so I didn't know that until now, but then I said it. <laughs> That's Anyways, okay. Excited to see him weigh in. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just please don't do it via four-star review on Talk Nintendo Podcast. Do it to the Discord. Good discussion, challenging third host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked it way before Alex joins. <laughs> Just four out of five. Uh, all right, on that note, we love you guys. Yeah, of course. All the love. I'm I'm a big old pink lemonade head. What a loser.